Hello, everyone. Welcome to our Thursday conversation with Elizabeth Shrutis. Today is, and did I, I, did I pronounce that right? Shrutis. We're going to go with Shrutis. Shrutis. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, you know, we talked about this. I'm pretty sensitive to the correct pronunciation because my whole life people have had a, you know, a hard time pronouncing my name. And um, so I, I want to make sure that I get it right. Um, thank you so much for joining us this week and for facilitating our conversation. We also have Heather and Heather, I, now I'm realizing, is it Divine or Devine? <laughs> Divine, Divine. 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 Divine on the call and Alyssa Bones as well. So thank you guys so much for making time for yourselves and for us to be here today. Um, Heather and Alyssa are both Alma Mamas, um, which is kind of our um, steering committee of source, sorts uh, for Mindfulness for Mamas and have been really wonderful supporters throughout all of these transitions and, and still maintaining that sense of community. So thank you guys for being here, you gals. Um, today, Elizabeth is joining us and she's the founder and owner of Jackson Hole Therapy. Um, and she takes a special interest in the unique experience of new and expecting parents and has dedicated many years to understanding the dynamics of perinatal mental health. Um, she is the co-founder of the Jackson Perinatal Advocacy Project and as we were just talking um, about earlier, has worked for many years with CLIMB as well and um, single mothers who um, are engaged in that, in, uh, that organization to uplift them. So thank you for the work that you've done for our community and, you know, adjacent communities here in Wyoming. And with that, I'm going to let you take it away. Great. Thank you so much. And I am so honored to be invited to speak to Mindfulness for Mamas today. I, I, um, I think I spoke with you all about a year ago. I don't remember the timing and just was amazed at the energy in the room and, um, always appreciate what it's like for each and every person to experience motherhood um, and everyone experiences it in a different way and all of those ways are correct <laughs> so um, one of my mantras that I I talk to my clients a lot about is that we are shooting for 65% success in life <laughs> um, and on today's call, you know, I welcome the, the kids, um, welcome them into the room. Um, you're so welcome to get up and take care of what you need to take care of. Um, we were talking earlier before the recording started just about how, how real this is, what this experience, the reality, not just of being a mom now, but of being a mom in a pandemic and um, many of us working from home and if not you know working from home having to be at home and, and take care of kids maybe more often than, than we're used to um, and really acknowledging the extra effort it takes sometimes um, maybe all the time <laughs> um, and just you know making sure that we know that we're keeping our our bar I wouldn't say keep a low bar, but um, I'd say be willing to adjust it during this time. All right. So I thought I would start today with a loving kindness uh, meditation. And I'm guessing um, 
probably you all have done this before. It is, it is my favorite. And um, I was actually going to do something a little different if the vibe was different. But um, I've had a string of clients this week who have been so hard on themselves and others and just kind of felt this energy about maybe we need to just reset and um, appreciate you just a little loving kindness out there in the world. Um, get up and walk away if you need to. This is um, clearly, I know you all have been through uh, mindfulness exercises before, um, and this is different in that you're at home and there are distractions and live your life. Be okay with that. And please don't apologize if you have to get up and walk away. No apologies for being a mama. <laughs> okay, so you all are welcome to um, close your eyes or keep them open. Um, try and keep a soft focus. If you, if you do keep them open, just become comfortable in your chair or your sofa or a cushion if you're on one. Just sitting with a relaxed but straight posture with your shoulders relaxed. Allow your hands to rest comfortably in your lap. Gently close your eyes if they're not already. Settling into awareness of the body and the breath. Feeling into our body right now. Noticing what's here. Open to whatever is to be experienced in the body in this moment. Connecting to the breath, noticing the wave-like movements of the belly. We begin with developing loving kindness toward ourselves, allowing our hearts to open with tenderness. Now allow yourself to remember and open up to your basic goodness. You might remember times you have been kind or generous. You might recall your natural desire to be happy and to not suffer. If acknowledging your own goodness is difficult, look at yourself through the eyes of someone who loves you. What does this person love about you? Or you may recall the unconditional love you felt from a beloved pet. And as you experience this love, notice how you feel in your body. Maybe you feel some warmth or heat in the face, a smile, a sense of expansiveness. This loving kindness, a natural feeling that is accessible to all of us, always. Resting with this feeling of open, unconditional love for a few moments. Letting yourself bask in the energy of loving kindness. Breathing it in and breathing it out. Inviting feelings of peace and acceptance. So beginning now to wish yourself well by extending these words of loving kindness to yourself. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be held in loving kindness. 
May I feel connected and calm. May I accept myself just as I am. May I be happy. May I know the natural joy of being alive. And now repeating in the mind those words of friendship and kindness to yourself once again. May I be filled with loving kindness. May I be held in loving kindness. May I feel connected and calm. May I accept myself just as I am. May I be happy. May I know the natural joy of being alive. Now we will open the circle of loving kindness by bringing to mind someone who is dear to you, someone whom you care about and who has always been supportive. Reflect on this person's basic goodness, sensing what it is in particular that you love about him or her. In your heart, feel appreciation for this dear one and begin your simple offering. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you be held in loving kindness. May you feel my love now. May you accept yourself just as you are. May you be happy. May you know the natural joy of being alive. Now bring to mind a neutral person. This is someone you might see regularly but don't know well. It might be a neighbor, a grocery store clerk, someone you see at the post office. Bring this person to mind now and repeat the words of loving kindness. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you be held in loving kindness. May you feel my love now. May you accept yourself just as you are. May you be happy. May you know the natural joy of being alive. And now, if it's possible for you, bring to mind someone with whom you've had a difficult relationship. Perhaps it's someone you didn't like to feel sympathy or compassion for. Seeing if it's possible to let go of feelings of resentment and dislike for this person. Reminding yourself that this person is a whole being deserving of love and kindness. As someone who feels pain and anxiety. As someone who also suffers seeing if it's possible to extend to this person the words of loving kindness in your mind. May you be filled with loving kindness. May you be held in loving kindness. May you feel my love now. May you accept yourself just as you are. May you be happy. May you know the natural joy of being alive. Now we will allow our awareness to open out in all directions. Yourself, a dear one, a neutral person, a difficult person, and of all beings, humans and animals living everywhere, living in richness, poverty, war, 
peace, hunger, abundance, illness. Aware of all the joys and sorrows that all beings experience. May all beings be filled with loving kindness. May all beings be happy. May all beings awaken and be free. May all beings be happy. And now bringing this practice to a close by coming back to extend kindness to yourself. Sitting for a while and basking in the energy of loving kindness that may have been generated here. So I'll bring us back into the room now. Enjoy whatever ripple effects that might have had on you, um, or none at all, which is okay. Um, but I felt that it was so important to just reconnect um, as we go through these difficult times and um, remember that our true self is loving and kind. Sometimes it's hard to be, isn't it? <laughs> I'm guilty. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I think that there's a, an expectation that as, um, as, you're, as we go through this process of, of being in isolation, that somehow it's not going to um, impact our view of just the world and society. You know, there's one, it's about initially protecting our health and each other's health. And um, I think worldviews are changing. Um, and uh, Kirsten and I were talking the other day about what I wanted to talk about today. Um, and the concept um, because this is a small group, I don't know that we need to um, get too much into the, the wider discussion I was hoping to have, but just this concept of resiliency that people are talking about all over the place. Um, I do trainings in resiliency. I, I talk to um, first responders about resiliency, and as moms, we are first responders <laughs> now. <laughs> we, we're a little bit of everything. And um, resiliency is, is wonderful and important, and it implies us bouncing back, bouncing back 
to something normal. And in this time, I think we have to shift the paradigm to um, bouncing forward. And maybe that's for us to discuss as moms what that might look like um, and how to take our own leadership, not necessarily for others, but within ourselves to embrace this unknown future by bouncing forward. So kind of like to open it as just a free discussion. You know, what, what is that concept? How does that concept land with you guys, you ladies? <laughs> I'm happy to share. Um, yeah, I don't, you know, it's, it's definitely changing the pace and changing, I guess, I think you said earlier about setting the bar pretty low. And one of the things that I've, my husband has to learn too, um, we both have to learn is to, um, lower expectations with how the day is supposed to go and just kind of go with it. Um, we have a two and a half year old that's, you know, he's got his own plan. <laughs> um, and as a matter of fact, just a couple hours ago, we were sitting in the car and he landed like right on the horn. Um, and I was like, ah, you know, cause he was playing in the car and he wouldn't get in the car seat. So we didn't actually leave um, as much as I really wanted to. Um, so I kind of just, you know, you just go with the flow. You just see what what's going to happen. And, um, you know, I also feel incredibly um, blessed, I guess is the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but um, to have time with my son again. Um, around the three-month mark, when he went back to daycare, I was really, really sad. So um, having this time back with him is a real um, special gift. And I also need to remind myself of that when I'm frustrated with him and um, feel like yelling, so. <laughs> it's kind of hard to remember in the moment though, isn't it? Uh, to remember gratitude <laughs> when your two and a half year old is like, I just remember that stage where it was like, I do it myself, <laughs> you know, mine, I'll do it myself. And you just want to, jump down in it and just like grab them and put their boots on or put their parkas on or whatever. And uh, so it is hard in that moment to, to be grateful. So I'm just wondering, like, do you, do you revisit that feeling and then say, okay, I'm, I'm practicing gratitude or is it just me that can't like quite access that in the moment? <laughs> not just you <laughs> not just me okay definitely not <laughs> no it takes a lot of mindfulness practices and mm -hmm. essential oils and prayer for me to get through the day yeah yeah that's what i was sort of you know how how do how do we all do this and um you know another question i really wanted to ask everyone is what is it like to be you right now anyone want to share? I can share. Um, since I'm already off of mute, I just realized. Um, you know, I would say on 
a daily basis, it, it kind of feels like the weight of the world. <laughs> and, um, and I've been working hard to shift that perspective, not to necessarily deny the fact that I feel that way, but that I have a choice in whether or not I feel that way. Um, because my husband works outside of the home and has this whole time. Um, I've got a six and a almost four year old. And, um, you know, like most people who live in this area, you know, we don't have um, family members that live like very close and are except um, accessible or that we've been able to shelter in place with. So yeah, it's like, oh my gosh, the overwhelm of having to be all the things all the time and not really having the time or space seemingly to step away and care, recharge, care for myself. Yeah. Well, do either one of you want to just share, like, what's it like to be you these days? I'm not sure that my kids are going to allow me to <laughs> share much today. Um, so in our family, my husband um, is a wildland firefighter, and so he is often gone up to six months out of the year. <laughs> so we're very used to a thing where in the summer, he's gone a lot. Um, when he is home, he might be home like two days, and we're used to dropping everything to be together for those two days. Um, and then in the winter, that's when we start. Um, and usually it's like a lot of time, you know, we work for weeks. So for us, it's always been really valuable to have time together. And now it's just, it's so much time. <laughs> so it's been a little hard to um, go from like, this is what we do together. Like being together is our, is our favorite because we, um, we cherish that time because we have of to just oh my gosh this has been going on for months <laughs> so and um, that's been a little hard and it, it's also coming to an end I mean fire season will be here and he'll be gone and it'll be just us again um so just as far as being grateful for it I'm trying to find being grateful for it in all the moments knowing that it will come to an end but also knowing that it's just been <laughs> Um, and just kind of reading between the lines a little bit, um, you know, as, as moms, we have our systems down, <laughs> you know, we have our routines, we do it our way. And I think the more our partners come into play, the, the less uh, likely we are to stick to our systems. And that can be super frustrating. <laughs> um, just want to acknowledge that like that's, uh, you know, it's sort of like, I want you here, but I really don't want you to be involved. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So Heather, what's it like to be you these days? Um, well, I am juggling full-time work and full-time home. So um, it's, it's, so, it's been difficult. Um, I, sometimes I stay up till two or three in the morning and then my son wakes up at 5.30 every, every morning. So I try to um, make sure that I get exercise that I need and the meditative space that I need and space to, I mean, I just, 
enjoy having a shower to myself, but sometimes my son likes to get in the shower with me, which is also fine. Um, but I'm learning to be flexible. Um, but at the same time, daycare is about to open up. Um, and I am actually grateful. I think we're probably going to do two days a week, but it also gives me a little bit of anxiety or quite a bit of an anxiety on how safe it is for him to be at daycare. Um, so previously he was in daycare five days a week. So I was working, my husband's working full time. Nobody was a stay at home parent. So, um, it was a real adjustment to get into this mode and now I'm in it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so weird to get like back to having some time to myself. Like, you know, like I was mentioning before, I, we can't really leave the house unless my son is aligned with that positioning and what we're doing. So I kind of just, you know, I go with the flow. I don't, I, I don't want any conflict with my son. I think I mean, I know that's unavoidable sometimes, but, um, and I need to discipline him if he's being, you know, um, being difficult at, at times, but um, I also know when to just pull back and say, okay, it doesn't matter. We, we don't do this right now, you know. Um, time is just a very different, um, it is just measured differently now for me. Um, it used to be go, 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 pay, you know, this pace was quick and we had to be here and do things and go, go, go. And now I'm like, I actually kind of like the slower pace. I kind of like the fact that we don't have to necessarily be anywhere at any point in time. So um, I'm embracing that, um, but also realizing that it's going to be a real adjustment for our family for Elliot to go back to school for even for two days a week, I think is going to be difficult for me. Like it's going to be weird getting him ready for school, dropping him off and then coming back here and working. Like that's weird. And it's just an empty house. And I was like, what's my purpose? Like, what's my purpose now? They just focus on work. And so anyway, I'm, that's kind of what's on the top of my mind right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I hear that the, the kind of, getting used to this major life transition that we all weren't really expecting and then how to inch your way back into some sort of new normal that um you just don't know yet you know there's a lot of uh unknown out there and i think um you know i'm appreciating that there might be a greater audience watching this later but that uh that that is correct <laughs> It's a correct way to feel, um, a little bit unsure, a little bit unsteady, a little bit apprehensive. Um, of course we feel this way. Of course that's what it's going to be like. Um, how else would we be feeling? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I know people feel excitement about going back to work, or maybe some people feel grief or, you know, a sense of sadness about having to go back to work. But I think the unknown is a shared experience um, that we have as a collective. Yeah. So as moms of kids uh, all under the age of six, is that right? Alyssa, I hear little kids in your background. So you have toddlers? I have a almost five-year-old and a seven-month-old. Okay. Yes, yeah, so um, I always called that the dark ages of parenting. <laughs> uh, 
when your kids are still in diapers and um, they're learning to walk and you're just going from thing to thing and um, you one day you wake up and like it's different and it feels better uh, but it looking back it's like where did that time go that was definitely what we called the dark ages <laughs> so I can appreciate that for sure um, one more thing I wanted to mention today, and I really, you know, I don't have an agenda, um, and so I'll lean on you all as sort of more of the guides on this, is just talking about uh, how, how to make transitions in our day that are mindful. Because we may not have time to necessarily um, sit and meditate for very long you know that is a gift that's a wonderful thing and i highly encourage that if you can but other ways of practicing mindfulness through the day are things that you might not even realize that you can do um, and what i'm addressing directly today is just transitioning from one thing to the next as much as you can um, it doesn't mean you take a lot of time in between but an example would be um, working from home, being on screen, um, acknowledging uh, the cer certain break you have between meetings, and somehow making a ritual of the transition. So what I do, and what I've always done um, in private practice, and I still do it now, even though I don't necessarily have to because I'm in, I haven't been in public, um, between clients I used to just wash my hands and then go back for the next client. It's, and not necessarily that I was washing anything off, but more like cleansing um, in order to be fresh for the new person. Uh, but I suppose you could do both. <laughs> you could look at it both ways. Um, you know, another transition, and I, I've really been encouraging this with people, especially uh, who have to work from home, um, is uh, I just have to say how precious she is. I'm sorry, but that is like, <laughs> she's so cute. <laughs> oh, she is a joy. Okay. Both oh. joys. Absolutely. Oh, best looking baby. Um, <laughs> Uh, I encourage this with people, um, and I don't know, Alyssa, if you're working from home as well. I mean, obviously you're working, but um, when your day is over, which, you know, I know we still check email, we still, you know, answer the phone, we, we're still on in a sense, but literally transitioning out of work mode by changing your clothes. And in this era, um, I'll just say it for me personally, I'm changing from one pair of soft pants to another. <laughs> or maybe, you know, workout clothes or so something different, but it's, it's for me, I have to do that even more now than I think I did when I was in my office seeing clients. Um, because it's so easy to just sit here and be like, oh, I just want to check my email really quick. Um, but if I'm, if I've changed, um, I, it's almost like I'm accountable to myself, um, that wait a minute, you know, you made a little change here. Um, and the mindfulness part is, do you consciously decide to check your email? 
or do you consciously decide not to? But the gift in that is it, it's a conscious decision. Whereas without that change, it might have just been an automatic, not so conscious, consciousness, consciousless activity. Am I making sense? Yeah, I something I, I had this image of Mr. Rogers coming in the door and taking off his coat or his jacket and putting on the sweater and putting on the tennis shoes. I love that idea. And I, I was trying to think if there's anywhere in my day where I'm already doing that and I'm like, wow, I think I just, it's moving straight into the next thing usually and a lot of it just overlapping and that that's something I, I'm excited to sit with and see, you know, what I can ritualize um, and the first thing that I think comes to mind is even just like the drinks that I drink or maybe the closest thing I get to that is like a coffee in the morning, a tea, a, you know, mid-morning, a sparkling water and to say like this is kind of as I transition, I have these different kind of drinks that I'm consciously choosing to either nourish or be a self-care or whatever. Yeah. I like that. That's great. Any other suggestions? Like anyone else have some ideas about how they might um, put in some new rituals that are tran for transition that really don't require a whole lot? I will say I do have an app on my phone and this is really nerdy stuff, but I've got an app on my phone called Boomerang where you can pause your inbox and I want to be able to do that because I compulsively check. I've got my laptop in my living room and my, our apartment small. And if I'm not careful, I'm working and spending time with my son, you know, and the, that's the last thing I want to do. It's not quality time. Um, so in you know, carving out meetings and things like that. But when he goes back to daycare, I'll be able to have very specific, these are the days I'm available, <laughs> you know, and then the other days I'm hoping that um, I can have more flex to just, you know, get down on the floor and play with him and just really focus on, on him. So I really like the idea of, of changing something that you're wearing or a drink. Um, when I do these mindfulness conversations, I usually have hot tea and that's like how I get into like, I don't know, hot tea has always been a mom thing for me. That <laughs> sounds really weird, but I'm, I drink coffee in the morning and then I only drink tea when I'm really either getting ready to, to have a conversation um, like this one. So I like that idea, Kirsten. I think I might adopt that to some degree. Some teas. Yeah. And it's, it's um, things you're already doing, right? <laughs> so you're not having to change behavior at all. You're not, I mean, this is so simple. And um, I'm hoping that other moms who might be watching this later can start to brainstorm with themselves about how might I um, incorporate a little bit more mindfulness in the things I'm already, that are already routines and transitions. You just haven't labeled them as such. Um, and see if that makes any kind of difference. Um, I know with babies and, and small kids, there isn't that gift necessarily of being able to like switch roles um, because 
babies are crying, they're demanding, or they're doing something unsafe, you know, you have to, you have to attend to it. So maybe finding a way um, as you're going through something like I'm changing a diaper. <laughs> um, I, every time I change a diaper, um, I'm going to take um, three deep breaths, maybe not inside the diaper, but um, just <laughs> like, you know, just sort of consciously, like I'm, this is how I'm transitioning from a wet diaper to a dry diaper. Uh, just things that are really simple that we're already doing. Because the last thing I would ever want to do is add something new to the plate that's already overflowing. We've talked a lot about essential oils. I think pretty much everybody on this call has used essential oils. And I was just thinking about like, even if you're changing a diaper, if you have maybe like a little spritz bottle and you're like, okay, when I'm done, I get to spritz this, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then I can forget about all the smells I just smelled. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. And I, I was also thinking back toward the beginning of the call when we were talking about gratitude and how how do we access gratitude that even building that into this this intentionally and um consciously ritualizing transitions is okay i can give a little thanks here too this is a moment where i feel like i can sneak that in because definitely i know for me the negativity bias starts to creep in when i'm feeling uh, very overwhelmed or you know, my kids are not doing what I'm asking them to. And, um, and that if I am intentional about the transition, then I can also build on that and be intentional about saying, thanks, mommy. Thanks, Kirsten, for this nice tea that, that you just made or like that lovely smelling oil that is, yeah. Yeah. Um, any other ideas or thoughts on that? Oh, she's so cute. <laughs> I'm just gonna just because I, I was actually gonna mention that too, Kirsten, because I've got like five essential oils right here. And so I definitely use it as a way of transitioning of sorts uh, before I and with my son and like I put a lot of calming oils and things that will make me feel good and then I diffuse oils around the house and then when I hold my son or you know um, just in close proximity like he can smell it too so it's like this calming thing for both of us to be able to have that somewhat of a ritual um, and I can do that more intentionally like and and I like the the thanks I like the verbal gratitude um i have a gratitude journal as well but i think that it would be good to just put that on the universe because i'm um along the lines of what you're talking about thanking myself but then thanking my son for time with him or thanking my husband for time with him and just like verbally putting that out into the universe i think might be a good manifestation of gratitude and modeling it too you know modeling it at 65% of the time <laughs> because it is it is wonderful and it feels so good when we're able to do it but we have to be able to um, allow ourselves not to um, or to forgive it forgive when we don't 
um, this is the time, you know, with parenting, you are doing the best you can do with what you have. And um, you're, you're the heroes of this pandemic because, um, you know, moms are the ones who are having to, women, I think, are the ones who are bearing the brunt of this. Um, and um, just recognizing that as a, as a collective of, of mothers, um, you're not alone. It feels very lonely sometimes, but you're not alone. Everyone's shaking their heads. For those that are, might be listening to this and not watching the video, everyone's like, yes, yes. Thank you, Elizabeth, for saying that. It's a good yeah. reminder in, in the trenches that it can feel really lonely. Mm -hmm. Even though technically, you know, we may be surrounded by our kids or our partners, um, that that loneliness feeling can still creep up in, in moments like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the isolation um, happens in so many different ways. Um, let alone, you know, without the pandemic, uh, as, as moms knew or experienced, um, there's a, often a tendency to judge ourselves for how well we're doing. And that judgment has the potential for being magnified during times of crisis. And, you know, the remedy, there's no remedy other than just being, um, being aware that you're not alone, <laughs> that, that, you know, you are in this with a lot of people. And there's a wonderful thing I love about mindfulness for mamas is that there's, um, it's an ability to be like, oh yeah, I, I'm going through that too. Or, or I get that. I understand what that's like. So, um. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. Um, I didn't have anything else on my agenda, but I'm happy to stick around and talk more if you want me to. <laughs> you know, there was a something that came up in our conversation the other day that I hope we might be, and you might be able to touch on, is um, creating a sense of agency and um, powerfulness because mm -hmm. um, oftentimes in those moments where, you know, the, life is coming at you at 100 miles an hour things that we may not be expecting or wanting out of whether it's behaviors or you know something from work um of that sense of powerlessness of you know <laughs> there's nothing i can do to change this situation and then add on top of it the the state of our world and the fact that there's there is so much going suffering going on in our world right now that I think as mothers, we just want to like uh, hold, hold the world and nurture it and, you know, give it a kiss on the boo-boo and make it feel better and heal all up. But it doesn't, doesn't work that way, unfortunately. And how we create a sense of we are powerful. We may not be in control all the time, but we are powerful and we have, experiences to draw upon. You said that so beautifully. <laughs> said that really well. Uh, I think uh, anyone who is a mother um, has the potential for having a great deal of uh, leadership. Like I said, you know, your internal leadership, but the feeling of um, 
mastering to some extent this ability to juggle, even though we don't necessarily do it gracefully or well, um, this is something that maybe our new world is going to look like. And, you know, that concept of agency, how do I take what I have been thrust into <laughs> and um, how do we make something out of that? How do we mold that into something we actually can use in the future? And I think as women, uh, we have so much to give in understanding the capacity of wanting to kiss that boo-boo and take care, um, but also being able to be like, this is our routine. <laughs> and this is, you know, I need to set limits and you have to go to bed at this time. And, you know, but that's, you can balance those two things. Um, and it's such like a philosophical conversation, but maybe that's something that you all can take with and start talking about as time goes on. Like, what, what do we do with this? Like, we can't just leave it behind. Um, we've got to do something with it. What is it? <laughs> we don't know yet. I think that's part of the bouncing forward that you were talking about. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, something that has been coming to me this whole time, and, and I know it's been brought up too, and you, you've worked with so many women who, um, and, and do work with so many women who have struggled with um, postpartum and perinatal um, issues. And I find it so <laughs> remarkable that you know, whatever, you know, you call a, a higher power, I, I think that there's this incredible grand design that, you know, as women's, we, women's, as women, <laughs> as moms, we um, start off this journey in, um, you know, childbirth and um, labor and transition, and that the most painful and often difficult parts of childbirth is the transition. And that kind of feels like what, what we're in right now is we're in transition. We don't necessarily know what, <laughs> when it's going to end, when this new world is going to be born, um, but that we're here and we are drawing upon every ounce of strength and resilience and love to you know, bring new life into the world. And that, I, I think for me too, that that gives me a sense of agency of knowing, okay, something good is coming. And this is really, really hard, um, but we can do hard things. To quote Glennon Doyle again, we can do hard things. Um, yeah. I so appreciate that. I really... Um... The, that metaphor of all of us being sort of in collective labor right now uh, really resonates with me. Um, that's something that I, you know, that's, I need to chew on that one for a while. <laughs> I think that's a really cool idea of, you know, we're, the, the, the comparison to childbirth is um, spot on. Thanks so much for bringing that up. I think, um, you know, definitely Amy DeSanto um, brings up a lot of 
wonderful lessons um, in regards to what you're talking about, Kirsten, and we've had multiple conversations about this, but just being like learning to sit with the uncomfortable and it's definitely been a, a personal practice of mine and man, it sucks. You know, it, it, you know, like you're saying, it's this collective labor. It is uncomfortable, like a lot of the time and trying to figure out how you can find comfort in, in some of that discomfort and then taking a breath. Um, and there's a, a mantra that um, I'm going to share next week, but um, I started adopting it because I was like, I like this. Um, it's um, just begin again. So it's basically like taking breath and like, you know, you're, this, this is how I learned from it is from a, a particular meditation, but basically just, you know, um, learning and realizing that um, we have a compulsive mind that will go off into its own little tangents and these little pockets of thought, um, most of it not nurturing, um, and then having to like recognize that it exists and then having to acknowledge it and then let it go. Um, my son will have a fit about something and then he'll turn around and go, hi, mommy, hi, papa, like, like snap, like total transition where he's like, I just shook off that emotion. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like, I lost that, like, you know, knowledge of doing that. And now I'm like, okay, I need to learn how to do that again, where I can just shake it off, you know, like a dog or a goose, they flap their wings or like, they have this like vigorous, um, physical transition, if you will, a ritual where they shake off that energy. Um, and so I'm learning, trying to learn again. Thank you. I like that too. Um, I want to appreciate the time that you all probably have and that you've given and the dedication um, that you've made to just be here today. It's, it is an honor to be invited into um, this process. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate you support. And um, I know that anybody listening to this call would be feeling that same gratitude as well and hopefully taking an opportunity now as we transition off um, the call to send you thanks, to send you loving kindness and to send each other loving kindness. And most importantly, where you start and where you ended your meditation to remember to give it to ourselves and to be kind to ourselves. So, yeah. Did anybody else have any questions before we wrap up? Or statements? I your kids, by the way. I just love children. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Hi. Elliot. Hey, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I just woke up from a nap. <laughs> well, um, I do need to go, but um, thank you again. And um, I am sending loving kindness all of your way. And um, you're, you're all in my heart. So thank you. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you, thank you, Heather. Thank you, Alyssa. Thank you. Both. Talk to you soon. Thank you all. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.